0: Welcome to The Truth Simply Put, the teaching broadcast vehicle of the Basilea Commission. On today's teaching by Alexander Victor, God's Word, rightly divided in the light of Christ, who is the central theme of the entire scriptures, will come with simplicity, precision, clarity, and power to instruct, admonish, edify, and build you up into the full measure of the stature of Christ. Now, let's dive straight in.
1: Continue our conversation from last week. What purpose does the law? I gave you three E's, five E's last week. Purpose of the law. I've said it establishes the standard of God, and then it ensures that man is without excuse, and then it exposes. Man's inability to measure up to God's righteous standard. And then it entraps. Yes? Entraps man <laughs> groaning for redemption in Christ alone. Because the law cannot give redemption. I told you last week, the law is good if used lawfully. Remember that Paul's letter to Timothy? The law is good if used lawfully. And the problem is that we we are the ones that have given the law a hard time. By trying to make the law do what it's not designed to do. The law is not designed to save. Even when it is fully kept. The law is not designed to deliver, even when it's fully kept. It does not have the power to save. But now we have demonized the law and then even separated it from God because of how bad the law is. But scripture says the law is good and just and holy. So it entraps man. It entraps man. That's what the law does. And as far as that is concerned, the law is good. Because it is fit for purpose. Nothing better to entrap you than something we know you cannot keep. And if you kept it, it can do nothing for you. Galatians 3 and verse 10. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, cursed, is everyone who does not continue in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified in the, in the law or by the law in the sight of God is evident. For justification shall come about by faith. That's what the just shall live by faith means. The eternal life that you will come into shall only come about by faith. The just shall live by faith. Was not referring to, by faith you will buy your car if you believe. That's not the context, duh. Do you see that? Yes, we're not talking about material things. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ah, I'm trusting God for the fruit of the womb. The just shall live. I think. Nah, That's not what I are talking about. Faith here, is saving faith. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you listening to me now? Yes, what kind of faith here? Faith. Saving faith, because that's what we're talking about justification that's the context so that no one is justified in the sight of god by the law is evident because the only way you can be justified is by faith okay now can we see i don't know tpt nlt message the obvious impossibility of carrying out such a moral program should make it plain that no one can sustain a relationship with God that way. The person who lives in right relationship with God does it by embracing what God arranges for him. Doing things for God is the opposite of entering into what God doing things for God is the opposite of entering into what God does for you. And won't do
2: us.
1: (laughs) Tippity. For the scriptures reveal, and it is obvious, that no one achieves the righteousness of God by attempting to keep the law. For it is written, those who have been made holy will live the amplitude amplified now it is clear that no one is justified that is declared free of the guilt of sin and its penalty and placed in right standing before God by the law the law cannot do that before God by the law for the righteous the just the upright shall live by to look in James in verse 12. We're going all the way to verse 13 and then we'll skip to 19. Yet, the law is not of faith. The just shall live by faith. If the law were of faith, then you could imply that there could be a slim chance of the law managing to do something for you. As far as justification is concerned. But we have a problem. The law is not of faith. But the man who does them, that law shall live by them. 13. Christ. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, "Curses everyone who hangs on a tree. Of course, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles that believe. Go to verse 19. 19 through to 29. I said the law was given to entrap man, right? Yes, what purpose then does the law serve? That's what we're considering. Yes, it was added because of transgressions, mm. till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. Stay in nineteen. Give us, give us, give us NLT. Why then was the law given? It was given alongside the promise to show the people their sins. It was given alongside the promise. why 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 because the promise is not sin conscious the promise does not show celebrate or discuss sin so it's given a long time with the promise to show people their sins that's the law's job the law was designed to last until full stop The law was given, designed to last until. Then we can fill up what the until means. We can qualify the until. Until the coming of the seed who was promised. God gave his law through angels to Moses. Who was the mediator between God and the people. 20 now a mediator is helpful if more than one party must reach an agreement is that not so a mediator does not mediate for himself that's what Nick and James says but God who is one did not use a mediator when he gave his promise to Abraham God came to Moses and and to Abraham and said seen as I have found no one greater to swear by who went and searched that's why I told you in this church we don't think you searched all over where have you gone to search all over but who went and searched? It was God. Hebrews makes it clear. God, seeing as he could find none greater to swear by. Who did they search Only, Only, listen to me. Only eternity can search eternity. How <laughs> can time search eternity? In say, even time. Time cannot even search time. Only eternity can search eternity. Came back and said, you know what, Ab You're stuck with me. I want to I want to ratify this promise and give you such an assurance. So I didn't want to just, you see, I'm, I'm a humble God. I didn't want to just assume that I'm the greatest. So before I came to you, and I, I I want to swear to you by nothing short of the greatest. I want to swear by the highest power there is. And I don't, don't, just want, don't want to assume that I'm the greatest, so let me do a search. Zero hits found. So, so, so Abraham, I've searched, and you're stuck with me. Seeing as I have found no one greater to swear by, and for when God made a promise to Abraham, promise somebody say promise, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. So God didn't just get up and swear by himself. He made sure that that himself he was swearing by was the greatest. So who did the searching? Oh
2: God.
1: Put the text back up in the tip in the NLT. For example, there was God's promise to Abraham since there was no one greater to swear by. God took an oath in his own name, TPT. Now when God made a promise to Abraham since there was no one greater than himself, he swore an oath on his own integrity to keep the promise. able, as sure as God exists. Hey, the message. When God made his promise to Abraham, he backed it to the hilt, putting his own reputation on the line. He put his own reputation on the line. This is the promise that is being referred to in Galatians 3. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are we here now? Yes, sir. We are in 21. Are we not? Galatians 3, 21. Hallelujah. Galatians 3.21 when the NLT is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promises? Absolutely not. There's no conflict. And there's no balance. If the law could give us new life. could be made right with God by obeying it so if you that believe only king james give us king james 21. Uh is the law then against the promises of God God forbid they're not fighting each other because if there had been a law given which could have given life verily Righteousness should have been by the law. But the law was never designed to give life and the law knows. So there is no conflict between the law and the promise. The law is not trying to be the promise. Are you listening to me? The law is not trying to be the promise. It was the promise that was ratified by himself. Yes, yes not the law the law was given until the promise was not given until the promise was given the same quality of the eternal god the law wasn't but the law was given of god You don't have to dismiss God from the law because you are fighting for the character of God. God gave the law for a season. He gave the law until. He did not give the promise until. So there is no conflict between the law and grace. I said said it last week. I repeat it again. It is the most insulting thing to want to balance grace with not and balance grace with law. Use law to help grace to stand well. They are not in opposition,
2: there's no
1: opposition. The law and the promise are not enemies.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: The law was given until. But the promise was ratified with God swearing an oath. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. it's as permanent as God. This is as eternal as God. Yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir. 21,
1: put it back up. If. There was a law given that could give life. Verily, eh, really? Righteousness should have been. Look well, at James 22. But scripture. That preached the gospel. To Abraham in verse 8. Because you see what this. This Lord thing is not in a vacuum. Hmm. Galatians three starts with all foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? Having begun in grace, are you now returning? That's how Galatians three starts. Are you now returning to the law? Go back. Go to verse two. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Ask your neighbor. did Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith? Because the Spirit cannot come by the works of the law. Yes, mm-hmm. Verse 3. Having. Verse 3, verse 3. Are you so foolish? Why is power of something like that? Ask my Father in Lord. Are you so foolish? Mm-hmm. Having begun in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Are you now trying to be made perfect by the flesh, a.k.a. the works of the law? Yes, that's what Paul called flesh in this context you trying to obey please God by keeping the law of God is you walking in the flesh are you now being made perfect in the flesh next verse have you suffered so many things in vain if indeed it was in vain next verse Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit. Paul, 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 Paul. He who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you. Does he do it by the works of the Lord? Or by the hearing of faith? He who supplies the Spirit to you and does all these miracles among you. Just as it's written, Abraham believed God and he was counted in him for righteousness. What does it mean that he believed God? Verse 7. Only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Scripture foreseen, verse 8: that God will justify the Gentiles by faith, by faith, and not by the works of the Lord. Do you understand the conversation? Preach the gospel to Abraham, saying that scripture that had foreseen that God will save the Gentiles by faith. That scripture. Preach the gospel. What is the gospel? What do you understand the gospel to be? Name some particulars of the gospel. On account of what? On account of the finished work of Christ. That happened where? Neither is there salvation by in any other. So there cannot be salvation apart from the name of Jesus. You sure you understand what the gospel is? Yes, sir. You're sure? Yes sir. Scripture preached the gospel to Abraham. Yes sir. What what did you say the gospel is? Yeah. Finish work of Christ yeah colonization yes, 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 yes. Jesus yes. <laughs> Christ. Yes, sir. Christ you're sure yes,
2: sir. final answer yes, sir.
1: scripture preached what you have just said is the gospel Mama. to Abraham yes, sir. beforehand what, excuse me yes,
2: sir. what do you say is the gospel Bloody, bloody, bloody
1: bad. Finish
2: work.
1: Death, burial, resurrection, glorification of Christ. Is the gospel. Scripture preached that gospel to Abraham. 4,000 years before Jesus. John 8 56 57 and 58 Start from 54 John 8 54 Scripture preach the gospel eh? Yes sir Okay Jesus answered if I honor myself my honor is nothing It's it's my father who honors me of whom you say that he is your God Yet you have not known him But I know him If I say I do not know him I shall be a liar like you But I do know him and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw, I told you that Moses saw Christ at the burning bush. Abraham saw Christ when scriptures preached the gospel to him. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. Jesus speaking. You are not yet even 50 years old. Yes. And you have seen Abraham. That's verse 57. Yes. You have 50. They're like 32 and a half. Wow. You have seen Abraham. The bombshell is in verse 58. Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, And every I am Jesus said was about salvation. Told you last week, I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the bread of life. I am the living water. I am the way, the truth, the life. I am resurrection. And every time Jesus says, I am, the context was the gospel. Salvation. Before Abraham was, I am. This was why, hey, can you handle this? This was why when God said to Abraham, take your son, your only son that you love, one killing. Abraham had seen the son. So he had no problem. Karim, Isaac. This was where Abraham had faith from. Uh, To not not inquire from Sarah, how I want to do this thing. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 11 said Abraham believed God was able to give him back from the dead. (laughs) Because he had seen the promise given He had seen the promise live. He had seen the promise die. He had seen the promise resurrect. So when God told Abraham, take your son. Sacrifice. Come on. So Hebrews 11 would then say that by faith, Abraham believed that God was able to bring him back from the dead. Who had been resurrected. Hold on. Hold on. Who had been resurrected by the time Abraham believed God could resurrect the dead? So where did Abraham get that faith from? That the dead can live again. Where did Abraham get that conviction from? That the dead can live again. When the scriptures preach the gospel. So he didn't think twice. Father, behold the wood. Behold the fire. Where is the lamb for the sacrifice?
2: Abraham said, "Don't,
1: don't worry, son. The Lord will provide himself a sacrifice. There are two interpretations of that scripture. The Lord himself shall provide a sacrifice. Or the Lord shall provide himself
2: as the sacrifice.
1: <laughs> Scripture, foreseeing God who justify the Gentiles, preached the gospel, the promise to Abraham. Wow. And in verse 15, when Abraham first heard that, chapter wow. 15 of Genesis, when Abraham first heard that, I think it's somewhere in verse 6 or 5, Genesis 15, 5 or 6, it says, and Abraham believed in the Lord. Come uh, wait hold on righteousness comes only by faith
2: and Abraham
1: believed in the Lord and what did he get when he had faith why did he receive righteousness into his account because he had and not believe that the Lord can give him a child he believed in the Lord So when Paul says in Galatians 3, it's Abraham read the gospel saying, in thy seed shall the earth, the nations of the earth be blessed. In thy seed. And we have seen there in Galatians 3, that seed is not plenty.
2: Are you getting it now? Verse 22. Galatians 3, 22. When
1: in Galatians 3? The law was given to entrap man, hmm? entrap man. Entrap man, entrap man. the law is is good the law doesn't have a problem we're the ones that are trying to make the law problematic so that scripture promised the gospel to Abraham and gave him a promise and that promise was ratified in chapter 6 of Hebrews by an oath God ensured the infallibility of the promise by an oath he swore upon himself hmm God said, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? yeah. and, I, and I'm swearing to God in all humility oh, yeah. because nobody said I don't check. Yeah. I checked to see something greater than me yeah. because this, this promise I'm about to give you, this promise cannot fail as long as I'm me but I need, I need to be sure that whatever is greater is what I want you to swear this promise to you. So God didn't just go, you know what, I'm God. He searched. Came back to around and said, you know what? I'm still the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. And then he swore the promise to Abraham by two immutable things by which it's impossible for God to lie. His oath and his promise or his word and his promise. He swore that. Pro- pre- Preach the gospel to Abraham. That same scripture that preached the gospel. Because he had preached the gospel and set it in motion. Came and cried... Scripture, foreseeing that God will justify the Gentiles through faith. Foreseeing. Seeing ahead. Foresight. Because scripture foresaw that and preached the gospel. And the law was given or going to be given along with the promise. Took all of us that were going to be justified by faith and confine us under the law because only people that are bound can be set free
2: the
1: gospel is for setting bound people free so you must start off how can you appreciate freedom? we we need to build a jail lock you in the jail you deserve it.
2: Yes, sir. True. As bad yes, sir. as you were. Yes,
1: sir. So when we say jailbreak, and you cannot be re-arrested and re-jailed because when you come out, you realize that all the particulars required to fulfill your release had been met. You walk out free. But here, we're in 22. Galatians 3, 22. Scripture had confined all let me say all All. under sin so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe You you believe you're out you believe you're out you believe you're out you believe you're out and that becomes the difference between those that believe and those that do not That because of the difference between dead works and good works. Scripture has confined all. Keep going. We're going all the way to 29. But before faith came, we were kept under God by the law, kept for the faith, which would afterward, after the law, the faith that would be revealed afterwards. Staying in 23, give us NLT. Let me see what it says. Before the way of faith in Christ was available to us, we were placed under God by the law. We were kept in protective custody, so to speak, until the way of faith was revealed. 24.
2: <laughs>
1: Let me put it another way. The law was our guardian until Christ came. okay all you all these modern translations KJB. let's go to King Jimmy. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to do what to do what to do what to do
2: what?
1: Chevy King James in who thou trusted? Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster, our tutor. Yes. And the jobs of the law was clear. Yes. The law knows exactly what it was designed to do. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's JD. It's very clear. Yes, sir. Clear job description. Bring us to Christ that we might be justified You see why I started by saying, Who has bewitched you? does it make sense now saying, who, who has bewitched you why are you so foolish are you so foolish why are you trying to let people make you believe that the law can do what the law itself knows it cannot do you see why he called it hypnosis so you see look at it critically now us, us grace preachers because ask me yeah take a good look at me I'm a man of a preacher of grace I'm not a man of a preacher of law but now please judge for yourself what you have heard is the job of the law and your understanding of grace who is bewitching you? preachers of grace and preachers of law who is bewitching you? wherefore the law was your schoolmaster to bring you unto Christ that he Christ justify you by faith and we are the ones deceiving people be deceived in the name of Jesus (laughs) (laughs) TPT the law became a gateway to lead us to the Messiah so that we would be saved by faith the message the law was like those Greek tutors, with which you are familiar, who escort children. Start again. Start again. Start again. Start again. Wait, 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 wait. The law was like those Greek tutors, with whom which you are familiar, who escort children to school and protect them from danger or distraction. Making sure the children will really get. You want to branch here, no? My first step Try and put up. Why are you looking there? Eyes front. I have one job to deliver you to Jesus. See how messed up you are. Yeah, yeah, boy. Only Jesus can help you. That's the lost job. Look at you. See your hair. See your life. Six hundred and twenty-three. You can't do anyone. Nonsense. You not because I have where to deliver you, what I would have shown you. Can I will show you? As you as you are, your case is so bad. They don't know you, precious. Your case, only Jesus can help you. And I'm trying to I'm trying to get you to Jesus. They're looking at me. What do you want me to do for you? I can't help you. Have you seen how hopeless your case is? Just hope that, that we can just get to Jesus. Because when I get there now, they say you have a scratch on your body. How, what will I explain? Happened to you. So you want to go to the side and it slaps you, my friend. Sin consciousness.
2: Sin. I'm
1: not just ministering to you, my friend. I'm just taking you to Jesus. And it's you that will know whether I accept you or not. But I'm just I'm taking you to Jesus. Amplify. 23. Now before faith came, we were kept on in custody under the law, perpetually imprisoned in preparation for the faith. That was destined to be revealed. Uh Keep going, 24. With the result that the law has become our tutor and our disciplinarian to guide us to Christ so that we may be justified. That is, declared free of the guilt of sin and its penalty and placed in right standing with God by... I need to get to verse 29. Galatians 3.25. Now we're in 25. But after faith has come, what, 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 So, so, excuse me. How are we supposed to balance?
2: How? I don't know. I don't know.
1: How are we supposed to balance the owner of the house with the schoolmaster? But after faith has come, we are no longer no longer. There's no space for the law in the promise. There's no space. There's no space. There's no space. There's no space. There's no space space for the law in the promise. Even the boys' quarters of the promise. Yeah, so how do we balance this, brother? No, sir, no, sir, no, sir. Keep the law. To be doing what? Did Jesus not die? But I thought you pray in Jesus' name. I thought you tried to use his blood to do one or two things. Is that Jesus? That Jesus is the faith that the Lord kept us bound to deliver us unto. Can I shock you? This is the only reason why David said, "I love your law." Because nobody enjoys keeping the law. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. the law. David was not celebrating the law because he could keep it. Did David keep the law? No. Uh, excuse me. David, David. David.
2: David. <laughs> See, listen.
1: Listen. As far as law is concerned. As far as, listen to be carefully. As far as law is concerned listen to me carefully. As far as law is concerned, Ahab is a saint compared to David.
2: David! But see,
1: if you see so much of Jesus, if you proph- single-handedly prophesied the majority of the prophecies concerning Jesus, you love the law. Because now you understand the purpose. So David is not necessarily following the law. He's just following the law. Watch his prayers. Restore. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Holy Spirit that can only be given after Jesus has resurrected. Restore unto me the joy of God. Wait, hold on. David, as far as the east, so have you, David. David, bless my soul. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Who forgive your iniquities? Forgive it in the days of covering. In the days where priests were covering people's sins. David got up and said, Who forgiveth iniquity? David gets up in that era. Forget not all his benefits. Go, next verse. The very first thing he says, Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies to satisfy your eyes with good things? As far as it is on the West, so have you removed, so have you removed my transgressions from me. Somebody laid hold of the promise in the era of grace. Laid hold of the promise. Psalm 103. Yes, it's just come on, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so has he has. This is not Paul speaking. As far as east is from the west. So has he removed, so has he removed our transgression. Imagine David prophesying this, singing this hymn in in service. And the Levites are looking at him. (laughs) The Levites on the law are looking at him. (laughs) What's What's it say? Removed. So as far as David was concerned, between your yearly ritual, exactly. We have moved. I say, we have moved. So he loved the law because he understood its value, its purpose, the end. He could see the end.
2: 25. 25.
1: Galatians 3. We're in 25. We're in 25. We're in 25. give was a few translations of 25. This is New and James. Give us, you know, just run through. But now you have arrived. But now you have arrived at your destination, which is to say, next slide, by faith in Christ, you are in. Go back to 25. Another translation now that the way of faith has come another one but when faith comes the law is no longer in force since we have already Okay, stay here, Amplified. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under the control and authority of a tutor and... 26, New King James. I need to get to 29. I need to try and get to 29. <laughs> For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Through faith. What the law could not do, in that it was weakened in the flesh. What the law could not do. In me, what the law could not do, faith did. Yes, and the law is not of
2: faith. Yes, sir. faith yes, sir. Did you see that earlier? You
1: are sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. 27. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ are put on Christ. 28. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you're all one in Christ Jesus. 29. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed. Heirs according to what? Somebody say what the law could, could not do.
2: The promise did.
1: The promise did. Come on, give God praise. Take a seat. That was a fourth E. To entrap man. Fifth and last E. To enable man to see and receive God's Original plan, Grace. I've told you before. Yeah. You, do you realize that the law came after the promise? Moses came after Abraham. Yes, sir. In fact, four hundred and thirty years. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Moses came four hundred and thirty years after the promise look Galatians 4 look at Galatians 4 the law was given to enable man to see and receive God's original plan God's grace God has always been a gracious God always Galatians 4 21 see how he even starts, Paul how Paul started tell me sounds very sarcastic very sarcastic you who desire to be under the law do you not hear the law do you not hear the lawyer wanted to be under? Next verse. For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondwoman the other by a free woman. Keep going. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh. Read this last week. And he of the free woman through promise. Which are which things are symbolic? For these are the two covenants: the one from Mount Sinai where the law was received, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is, and is in bondage with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all. So said, For it is written, Rejoice, O barren, you who do not bear, break forth and shout, you who are not in labor, for the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. Now we mm-hmm. brethren yeah. as Isaac was a yeah. yeah. children of promise. Isaac was not the promise. Yeah. I, I, Isaac was a children of yeah. promise. Yeah. Basically, what that means is the promise that gave birth to Isaac is the promise that gave birth to us. Yeah. Because that Jerusalem is the mother of us all. That's not what we said. Oh,
2: yes.
1: Are you following? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Keep going. but he as he who was born when 29 as he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the spirit even so it is now do you realize that Ishmael and Isaac are not trying to balance each other Ishmael doesn't want Isaac to leave and so when we handle the word unskillfully what are we doing? we use the law to attack grace Does that make sense? Yes. We pitch the law against grace. Yes. 31. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. So the law was only a type and shadow. Colossians 2:16. So let no one judge you in food or in drink. Or regarding a festival, or a new moon, or Sabbath, which things are what of things? God. But
2: the
1: things were a shadow. The substance is of Christ. The law was a type and a shadow. It did its job. It magnified sin. That's its job. Sin consciousness. That needs to lead to righteousness consciousness. So it's Moses that will tell you you are sinful so God can save you. I told you that Sunday. I don't know if you heard it. A man cannot impute
2: sin. Do you remember?
1: A man cannot impute sin. Only God can impute it. Yes, sure. uh, so when scripture says, Who is he that can lay a charge against the Lord's elect? Uh, it's God that justifies. Listen, if God says you are justified, uh, I believe what you believe about me. Uh,
2: ah,
1: God says you are justified. Uh, yes, if you are feeling guilty. You are an unbeliever. Yes, yes, you are an unbeliever. What do you believe? Well, he says you are justified. Romans 7, 7 through to 13. Let's look at it. Sin consciousness came from God to lead you to righteousness consciousness. Yes, sir. The law came from God through Moses to show you how terrible, how shitty a mediator, a man can be. Yes, Yes, sir. The idea was that you reject Moses. Like Moses rejected Moses. Remember last week? Moses did not follow Moses.
2: He didn't follow the law.
1: Mountain is burning with fire. Consuming people. Moses is inside the mountain. Talking to God as a man talks to a friend. Does that sound like what law does? Moses just was not the perfect mediator. Mm-hmm. In fact, in Moses' case, an anti type, because it's Moses that will be begging God to not do what God wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's Moses that was interceding. God wants to kill them. I will make out of you alone, Moses, a great nation. Moses will be like, No, now, don't no, do this. I are you the Blood to the earth. <laughs> Calm down, God. I'm here. I'm here. But in one second, Moses vexed. <laughs> <laughs> Who is on the lost side? Remember, it was Moses that said that. The ground opened and swallowed people that God wanted to save. Bye. Sons of Levi turned and killed their brothers. Over 60,000 men. Why were these things happening? To show you that Moses is not a good mediator. <laughs> That's all. To show you that under Moses' mediation, people still died. So that you will say, No. Thank you, Moses, you have done well. Okay. This is why it is instructive for the binding house. That Moses led them to the promised land but did not enter. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. that's right, sir. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. yes,
1: sir. He could not have entered.
2: Yes, sir.
1: Why? It was just the way. Law, law, the way, law. <laughs> Schoolmaster, take you okay. Are you okay now? You have crossed the Jordan. You're okay. Him balance is if Moses entered the promise. <laughs>
2: That's
1: the only time we can have a balanced matter to talk about. Did Moses lead Israel well? Did Moses provide for Israel? Did he intercede for Israel? Was he a good captain in war for Israel? Did he enter the promise? Because he was just the God is, think God is stupid. We have, we have brought them half far. Who told them how to di- divide the land? Moses.
2: Who,
1: who asked, give me this mountain? Caleb. Who did he ask? Moses. Moses said, yeah, take it. I'm old enough to take this mountain. That's fine. Take it. Who apportioned everybody their places? Moses. Who told them when you cross over and conquer the land, make sure Ephraim and Manasseh said to Moses. Who said in every city you said to create cities for the Levites? Moses, he set everything in place. Got them there. That was as far.
2: That's
1: when we would have had a problem. Because you have to ask yourself, what then is Moses doing in the promised land? Like?
2: Yeah. What is what
1: is the law doing in the promise?
2: Then
1: we'll be forced to have a conversation about balance. It'll be a very, very odd, awkward conversation, but we will have to have it. Because somehow the law entered the book. And and, uh, uh, you know, in physical times the law stays in in, in place for a while. But uh, Uh, what about the house? What about the house? (laughs) When Moses stops and leads them to the promise, what's the name of the man that took them in? What does his name mean? Jehoshua. The Savior, along with his salvation. Moses brought them out. Jehoshua took them in. And now that they are in, they don't need Moses. And all through your Sunday school, you will say, in Joshua, he is the captain of our salvation. Is that not so? In Joshua, he is the captain of our salvation. You did know what you meant. So the promise is here. We're in the promise. There's no room for the Lord. The Lord did not smell the promise. You see, the danger of Moses entering the promised land would have meant he would have started a doctrine of partnership between promise and love. Grace and works, but Paul says in Romans eleven six. Romans eleven six. sonte te fatule zibro da atebaga tenduzimo shapora denges alabano kose. And if by grace. It is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, it's no balance. This is either this or that. So now they were keeping the law in church. For the law to do what? Oh, really? For the law to do what? He was given as our tutor to lead us unto Christ so that we could be justified by faith. Romans 5, 1. Therefore, yes, having been, Christ to be justified by faith. Now we have been justified. What is the Lord doing there? Do not be deceived. The Old and the law Testament covenant are together ratified in Christ. Oh, that is, it sounds true.
2: It's
1: deadly mixture that implies that Christ came, brought old covenant. It's all right. And then he kind of improved it. And brought a new one. And then combined them together. You, you, you know what that, that, that becomes? It becomes 1999 constitution as amended. What that means is, you took two or three sections, two or three subsections, a couple of paragraphs, and just tweaked them a little bit. But it's basically the same thing as amended. With all due respect, <rorad alarm> sir, <forcé> scriptures doesn't teach that. The no, scripture doesn't teach that. It doesn't. Scripture does not teach that. And unfortunately, look at the troublesome scripture that we use to perpetrate that error. Matthew 5, 17. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. See, Somebody says, I'll give you 2,000. They didn't have it. After a while, they paid. And they have paid. So now, Pastor John is here. He has a record ratified that blessing made a pledge. And that pledge was something that was binding. He then receives a record that she has paid her pledge. Wisdom did not pay. (laughs) So come. This person pledged for today's food. Pledge. Not paid. Pledge. Paid. Two things or two people that have the same thing in common. What they have in common is food we're going to eat. That's what matters. Johnny is standing there and he's their pastor. Wheezy has to pay. Does Johnny think of blessing in terms of today's need? was all our budget for cooking today met? The answer is no. Simply because this human being has not paid. Yes, it's not rocket science. Yes, if, our bill, if our budget was 100 G's and somebody did not pay 1,000 it means we have a deficit of 1,000. Yes, Whether or not we pulled off yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, the fact that we have pulled off the cooking yes. today does not. it might even be that we changed the ingredients a little bit yes, to work around the lack of money. But the fact that we, are, we have cooked doesn't mean that Uncle Wisdom is absorbed of his risk. He must pay. So, as long as the matter of cooking is brought up from the record holder, this one has a responsibility. Now, we have a deficit. Let's say it's 1,000. Johnny cannot be requiring that deficit of Blessing Thomas. So if there's consequence or penalty for not fulfilling this pledge, if it falls on this person, it couldn't possibly or even remotely Mm. fall on this person. Because this person has fulfilled pleroy, has completed, has met the obligation of this particular need. So she cannot be plagued, cannot be charged, cannot be victimized, cannot be punished to the degree that this person's stomach will run. (laughs) Does that make sense? I have not come to abolish the law. Is God in Christ saying, I did not come to say let's not eat. You know what? Doesn't matter. Don't pay. It's okay. We'll be okay. We'll eat and drink the word of God. I didn't come to abolish the law. I didn't come to make the law of no effect. I came to ensure that the law receives what it demands. And what does the law demand? Penalty for sin because it highlights sin. How do I fulfill it? By becoming what its goal is. So God made him who knew no sin to become sin. Because what does the Lord generate? Sin. Sin. When sin becomes exceedingly sinful, what happens to the soul that sins? It shall die. But the Lord laid upon him the iniquities of us all. So he fulfilled it and once he fulfilled it he discharges it such that there is nothing as a requirement on her anymore does that make sense? to hold the law in force over us is to treat blessing like she's wisdom if she has paid what she pledged she has fulfilled her vow. What purpose then does the law continue to serve over one who has been absorbed of their pledge because they have fulfilled the pledge? This is who we were. Mm. This is who we were. And Jesus comes and apollotrosis he pays the ransom he pays the debt he becomes the sin he takes your place and he counts you in heaven as though you are fully paid and therefore you go off discharged and acquitted and this is of merit not like blessing who worked and paid you'll be like that person now who will be humble enough to say I'm the one that they are talking about that I have not paid and somebody will get up and say how much did you owe for today's cooking? $2,000, i will pay it. Yes, Jesus does that. So was there a law that you fell foul of? Yes. Was there something the Lord demanded that you could not fulfill? Yes. Jesus I didn't come to make the law of no effect. In other words I didn't come to say "Oh, who, uh, you're owing for food. What is, even, what is even food? What nonsense is food? We came to eat the word of God. We have eaten the word of God. And you're telling me food. My friend, what is food? For, forget about the food. Jesus says, that's not what I came to do to the law. Because for Jesus to do that to the law, will, will be for Jesus to start to fight his father. On the other hand, if Jesus had done that, then you would have believed that God had nothing to do with the law. So Jesus just came and... After all, it was angels that give it. God didn't know what was going on. So, none no, that Jesus came. Just, you know, just throw it away. But no, he didn't. He said, I didn't come to abolish it. I came to give the law what the law required. Now, if he gave the law, Colossians 2, 15. Colossians 2, start from 13. Start from 13. 13 and 14. And the 11 to 15. 13 and 14, particularly with particularly verse 14. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with Christ, having forgiven how many? Your trespasses, comma, having wiped out the, listen to the words carefully, the handwriting of requirements that was against us which was contrary to us and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross when he died as your sin on the cross he paid the requirement of the law so the law died along with the sin on the cross because who was dead on the cross physically speaking jesus his body as what? Sin. As sin. Yes, sin being the end result of what? The law. Because it was a law that equipped yes. sin. Yes, so when he died and your sin died, what died along with it? Romans chapter 7. verse 1. Oh, do you not know, brethren? For I speak to those who know the law. Do you not know that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives? For the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. What if the husband dies? She's released from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband lives, she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she's free from that law. So that she is no adulteress, though she has married another man. Now we run with this and trying to make it the marriage doctrine. It's about marriage. For therefore, my brethren, you also have become through the. Am I? Am I teaching you? that verse back up. NLT or TPT or message. Romans 7.4 So my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. Go back. Give us other translations. I need that first part of chapter 4 verse 4. So my dear brothers and sisters, the same principle applies to your relationship with God. For you died to your first husband, the law, by being co-crucified With the body of the Messiah, so you are now free to marry another. The one who was raised from the dead, so that you may not bear spiritual fruit for God. So you you are no longer called an adulteress, because if you if you are married to law and married to grace, you're an adulteress. All of you, all of you, anybody that champions balance is walking in what adultery. it's adultery. Yes, sir. Yes.
2: That's
1: what Paul was talking about. Yes. Adulterating something. Yes, sir. When you adulterate something, say, this guy has been adulterated. That's adultery. So for it to not be adultery, the first one should die. Then you're legally free to marry the so he took sin, took the law, the handwriting of ordinances against you. Yes, that was because sin has never been your friend. Yes, and sin thrived because of the law. So when he took law, took sin, and killed it on his body. What died? The power of the law over you. How can we balance death with life? for the ministry of death 2nd Corinthians 3 7 ministry of death which had glory how can we balance life with death it's so when he died we died our sin died the power of the Lord died the law yes, has no hold over us anymore we can't have two husbands I refuse to adulterate I can't have two husbands so you see, how many people who have only slept with one woman, who are who are in adultery?
2: Yes. I've only slept
1: with one man all my life. Wicked and adulterous generation. When Jesus said that, He was not friends with people who are sleeping with him. an adulterous generation. What's he referring to? you that are mixed, mixing adultery, adulterous generation. You are bragging.
2: You've
1: been married for 19 years. Being with one woman. So what? Be with one woman, but you're being with two husbands. 40 years in the Lord, you're being with two husbands. Married to one woman for 54 years, and you are an adulterer. Yes. So every time you champion life and death mixed together you are an adulterer yes. yes.
2: yes.
1: doesn't matter how little that drop of saccharine is it's no longer sugar you have mixed it yes. Yes. Jesus says I've come to fulfill the law plerosai to make full to complete to accomplish to finish so that it elapses fulfill fulfill. plerosai from pleru to finish so that it elapses, to perfect and consummate, to perform and to bring into realization. <laughs> Let me take you back to understanding this gospel series too. Yes, Romans ten four. For Christ is the telos, is yes. the end of the law for righteousness. To everyone who believes performance dies. Faith is born. Performance dies. Christ is the end of all. How did he fulfill it? I'm drawing a line there. It's a good place to continue next week. How did he fulfill it? It is it is terrible. It is terrible to attempt to give grace a better name by adding two capsules of the law. At that point, is it not Galatians five four? I think. At that point, what have you done? You are falling from grace. You who attempt, yes. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by law, you have. So it's not it's not even sin that makes us fall from grace. Actually, sin causes us to fall into grace. Where sin abounds, grace. So when when you, when do you fall from grace? When you return or resort to the law for justification and righteousness, and then maybe Sunday or the next Sunday, we'll deal with that lame theological argument that um, every every society without law is lawless. So you're saying God? Have you have you encountered that before? You see, it's a, it's a very sad thing. When people try and use intellect that they don't have. To argue the scriptures. There's a level of intellect that if you had. Functional intellect. Not academic intellect. Functional intellect. If you had functional intellect. There are certain arguments you would never postulate. You would never prefer certain arguments. If you had functional intellect. Zero spirit. Functional intellect. There are some arguments you would not enter into. Because at the point where we start to pander such arguments that how can God leave his people lawless? You are saying you are a better God than God in handling people he died to save such that God saved them but had no plan to sustain them. And I have zero intellectual respect for anybody that uses their myopic myopic, narrow-minded theological or intellectual view to submit that the law is required to keep us from misbehaving because God cannot live a society without laws. That's a very stupid intellectual argument. Where then do you throw up all that says that for the law of the spirit of life? In Christ Jesus, Romans 8, 2, has set us free from the law of sin and death. How is sin and death What is able to keep us from misbehaving? When I did not know what sin was until law came. And law came. Sin revived and I died. The law came. I would not have known covetousness if the law was not given. I'm quoting Paul, Romans 7. To say, "Thou shall not covet. But the law, seizing occasion. Yes,
2: sir. Sin, seizing occasion.
1: this is an occasion of the commandment. I woke in me all manner of evil desires. The law came, sin re- revived and I died. Who would separate me, deliver me from this body of flesh? And that is what should keep you from his being. That's the law God keeps. How many of them that are postulating that we should keep the law for common sense, how many of them are able to keep it? Why are their families not ru- ruled by the 623 laws? Why are they wearing a the suit and wearing a different fabric of tie?
2: Yes.
1: Yes, we were breaking the law gently by going to the babas to Baba our hair they, they are importing the Baba to their house to help them break the law on a major level do you understand they are breaking the law with class and and, and, and panas breaking the law with, 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 with finesse while saying that the law was given for us to behave how does that make sense Does that make sense? How can you champion not covering hair, but as a man, with your, as a bishop, you can have a cap on your head? Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. God understands. Yeah, yours is a canonical covering. Some arguments that should not be had because have you realized a lot of people who are arguing for the gospel are not believers. They're not believers. Most people are again for balance. They're not believers. God doesn't leave us lawless. How can God just leave us without the law? So, in your own thinking and reasoning, it is the law of Moses that can keep us. Why hasn't it made the society better till today? Why can't even the Jews keep it? Is the law responsible for the moral decadence in society? some arguments are baseless. do not repay evil for evil rather overcome evil with good does that not sound like God's plan for how a society should live forgiving one another as God in Christ forgive you does that not sound like God's will for how society should live let all bitterness and clamor and envy and resentment be put away from you with all lies and all malice does that not sound like God's design for how you should live Let's that stole steal Still no more, but walk with his hands that he might have what to have and what to give others. Does that not sound like God's plan? So isn't it silly to argue that God left us without a guide as to how to live our lives? What happened to work worthy of your calling? Just for one. What happened to mind your own business? Work with your hands. What happened to obey those that have rule over you? What happened to let every soul be subject to the governing authorities? For there is no authority on earth but of God. And he that wields the sword does not wield the sword in vain. think scripture is quiet on lifestyle? It's not quiet on lifestyle. You think New Testament is quiet on conduct? It's not quiet on conduct. In fact, when you start to live according to the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, you understand that it's not a joke. Isn't that why you are struggling with forgiveness? If grace is so easy, why are you struggling to forgive? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> why yes, is it vex you? You still misbehave? You still kept malice? Why forgive is easy? Why are you struggling with malice? If grace is cheaper, cheaper than law, cheap. Do what you like. Why are you angry? It's cheap. Now they pay you. Fighting for 10%. That if it's not complete, you enter offering an account. But in grace, they gave all that they had, all Acts chapter 4, all they gave, all that they had, such that no one had anything that was his, they had all things in common. Go and do it.
2: That's grace. grace. grace.
1: Fighting 10%. That's why I say shame on any New Testament church that has struggles with resources. Yes. It means you have not understood grace. You're yes. 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 not giving, you have not understood grace. You have not given, you are in dead works. You're not giving, you are in the law. You're not giving, you are in the flesh. Yes. Yes. Straight up. You are struggling with giving, you are still trapped in the law. You just changed to a grace church. You just changed to a grace church. You are balancing law. Come on and pray with us. I not praying, understanding. Praying the spirit. He hasn't left us rudderless. Yes, he hasn't. He's given us the culture of the kingdom. And that supersedes the law of Moses. Yes, it does. Be led by the spirit. Be carried by the spirit. It's more superior than thou shalt not. The problem is you have your free will has to come into play in the kingdom culture. And that's why you must renew your mind so you can conduct yourself according to the culture of the kingdom. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you listening to me now? Yes, sir. You must renew your mind. But well, grace is not a free ticket. I've said over and over, grace is not licensed license for nonsense. Yeah. If we're struggling, there are areas in our lives where we have weaknesses and our minds are, on, are yet unrenewed. Yes, all of us, no exemption. All of us. Yes, and we cannot go to the Lord to help us. Yes, the Lord doesn't have the capacity to even comprehend what we are dealing with. Our weaknesses are too strong for the law. Yes, yes, our weakness, our yes, sir. weakness, our we- what, what you are struggling with, your addiction, what you are, is too strong for the law. It will burn the law. Isn't that what grounds the law to a halt? showed you last week yes. the Lord was weakened in the flesh the Lord jammed your seat the Lord go I cannot do this yes. so how then can what was weakened by your weakness help your weakness how shall thou shall not how does it he help you what does it know for you so far they preached it to you preached it to you Pointed you can say let me even see what this even like, feels like a lot of young people that had sex for the first time had it out of curiosity not out of desire and that curiosity was because they, they built such an altar built such a big altar around it the man God come and say oh, I, I was a virgin till I was 29 I never drank I never smoked so what's, your, what's your scorecard what do you get for not drinking or smoking righteousness commit not by not smoking or not drinking The measure of the blood that paid for the non-smoker is the measure that paid for the smoker. And God does this so that no man shall boast before him. What
2: nonsense.
1: I've never smoked all my life, so what? For one, I haven't smoked. I haven't smoked all my life, but so what? It just means maybe I have cleaner lips and clearer lungs neither of which have anything to do with salvation neither so the journey of sanctification is that your conduct is matching your reality and the lord hasn't left us without those guidelines The so call everywhere in my bible I see those I write the kingdom culture I draw lines everywhere all of Ephesians 4, Ephesians 5, Colossians 3, Colossians 4. I mark them and I write there kingdom culture because it's it's how we should live our life. There's one right here. You see why I put it? Kingdom culture. All of that. Let me read for you so you can see. Therefore, putting away lying, let each of you speak truth with his neighbor. Kingdom culture. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Kingdom culture. Neither let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole, steal no longer. Rather, let him labour, walking with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good and necessary, for necessary edification, that he may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you have been sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another even as God in Christ forgive you, be imitators of God their children, walk in love as Christ has loved us and given himself for us and offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma and He goes on and on and on, do it and let me know if the law has anything on you Therefore, do not be unwise. See that you walk circumspectly. Do not be drunk with wine wearing is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And all through the Scripture, that's another one day. You see, kingdom culture. Put to, to death your members, which are of the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, idolatry. Because upon these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked in. When you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all this. Anger. Wrath. Malice. Blasphemy. Filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another. Since you have put off the old man with his deeds. And have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Therefore as the elect of God holy and beloved. Put on tender mercies. Put on kindness, put on humility, put on meekness, put on long-suffering. Bear with one another, forgive one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also you must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you are also called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And in all wisdom. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. What is left out? Why does this need balancing? Balancing from where? shalt not. But you see, we haven't actually understood or even preached or practiced grace. We haven't. We haven't understood, preached or practiced grace. Because yes, if you are doing it, the law ain't got nothing on you. There's a quality of life, superior living that cannot be brought about by the law. It's yes, yes, so only brought about by your, the understanding of who you are in your realities in Christ Jesus by the grace of God, yes, not of works. Yes, oh, wow. So what transforms, transforms a man? The grace of God apart from the works of the law. What saves a man? the grace of God through faith, apart from the works of the law? Yes, what builds a man in the grace of God, the grace of God through faith, apart from the works of the law? Yes, the sir, Lord, yes, The law plays no part in the promise. Yes, the law plays no part in the promise. Yes, and Grace is not just cute stuff. I'm righteous of God, I'm sweet. Go and practice it. Yes. See how much you will grow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See how much you will mature. In a split second, just by practicing the grace of God. Give like the grace of God and see. Talk like the grace of God and see. Act like the grace of God and see. Think like the grace of God with a renewed mind and see. There's no room for the law in the promise. The promise is complete and holistic. It is. It is. And the church of Jesus Christ across the world must understand that. Understand and see the law for what the law did. And for what the law cannot do. And for what the law has never claimed to be able to do. Thank the law, send it an offering. And say you did well. You have brought us now to he who has justified us. Now we stay here. Because he who justified us is the one who is able to keep us from stumbling. Yes, yes. He's the one who is able to establish us by the gospel and the preaching of Christ Jesus. The law can't do here what it could not do before here. So, Jesus did what? Help the law to, to stay relevant. What kind of argument are we arguing? The grace of God came to enable us to keep the law. I'm telling you theological positions out there. The grace of God came to enable you to keep the law. So when you keep the law, what is the outcome? What can the law give you? What can the law do for you? The law was a tutor to point you to Jesus. Jesus now came and helped you to keep the law. So, what, so that you can do what with the law? Go back to Jesus. So Jesus can do what for you? To help you to go back to the law? Is that a God you'd be interested in serving? Amen. Would that, that be a God that sounds like he knows what he's doing? The servant served the son. The son supplanted the servant. The servant serves the son. The son supplants the servant. Always. Ministry of death. They leave ministry of condemnation. That's 3.9. 3.7, ministry of death. 3.9, ministry of condemnation is what will help you be righteous. How can it, when there's therefore now no Okay, okay, you don't trust Paul. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. What do you make of that? The law was called the ministry of condemnation. And if there's therefore now no condemnation, how is the law then relevant? If the law is the ministry of and there's therefore now how can the law be relevant if law ministers condemnation but in Christ there is no condemnation if we who believe have passed from death into life look chapter chapter 3 or so we who believe have have passed from death or crossed over from death into life find it isn't look if we have crossed from death into life if I'm come that he may have life and have it more abundantly why are you frolicking with the ministry of death that the ministry of death will do what for you when you have come into eternal life so how do you balance life and death? How do you balance righteousness, justification, and condemnation? How do you balance Moses and Jesus? How do you balance an ineffective mediator with the perfect mediator who is our forever high priest, who ever leaveth to make intercession for us? He needs Moses to help him do his job. Jesus needs Moses. Moses who believed in Jesus. By faith Moses. Countered the reproach of Israel. Not not anything to be with the glory of Christ. The glory of Christ. Hebrews 11. Moses saw Jesus. And you are insinuating that Jesus is helping Moses to stay relevant. Moses saw Jesus and left Egypt. Not because he killed somebody. I showed you last week. Because he killed somebody. Hebrews 11. By faith, Moses, 23. 24. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Refused. So there was some point in the narrative that Moses himself did not write down. Where Moses refused to be called the son, identified as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather, 25, to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. 26, look at this carefully. Moses esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. (laughs) Give us a modern translation of 26. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures in Egypt. For he was looking ahead to his great reward, Moses. Moses. I've seen something. I've seen Christ. I can forego Egypt. I can forego princehood, I can forego the throne of Pharaoh. Because he was a preferred son. Before Ramses came and took over. And he forewent it because he saw the message of Christ. And he left it to follow Christ who has now come to follow Moses. How can that be a salient argument? He left all to follow Jesus who now comes, comes and says, I came to help give you grace so you can follow Moses well. God in time past various ways spoke to our fathers through the prophets having I mean, these days these last days spoken to us through the song spoken to us through the song oh ye slow of heart to believe what the prophets spoke concerning us I'm beginning at Moses and all the prophets and Psalms he spoke expanded to them to think in scripture concerning himself these are they which speak of me he tells them in John 5 and 39, it's, it's, it's Moses that will judge you. You search the scriptures, you think in them, in them, you think in them, you have eternal life. But well, these are they which testify of me and you refuse to come to me for life. Scriptures do not give eternal life. You are searching the scriptures because you think you will find eternal life in them. Scriptures cannot give you eternal life the way sal- the Lord cannot give you salvation. <laughs> the scriptures do not give life. The scriptures have only one, one assignment to show you Christ who gives life, who is the life he gives. So, just like I said, you can be married for 50 years to one woman and be an adulteress. It's the same way you can know the Bible and read it back and forth five times a year for 40 years and have no life. <laughs> and have no life. You know it. You can quote it. But you have no life. Because the scriptures don't give life. And Jesus says, I'm standing in front of you. You can't come to me for life. But these scriptures testify of me. For Moses wrote of me. Moses wrote of me. Jesus is not right of Moses. Moses wrote of Jesus. The law was... Preparing for the promise. And now Jesus comes. And Jesus should serve Moses. The Lord has done his job. He did a great job. I mean, look at you. Look at you. You're saved. Thanks to the Lord. <laughs> you could admit I needed saving.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Whose
1: ministry was that?
2: the Lord.
1: You can admit I cannot help myself take me to Jesus. Who facilitated that journey? Things I used to do, I do them no more. Things I used to do, I do them no more. Remember that song? The things I used to do, I do them no more. There's a great change since I met before you met God. What were you in? The Lord. And the things you Used to do. You did them that time. Yes, sir. So the law couldn't stop you from doing the things you used to do. Yes. Yes. Thou shall not do not stop you. You. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what is responsible for your transformation? The grace of God has appeared to all men, teaching them yes, fleeing all ungodly lusts. Yes. If you are being transformed, it is grace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you listening to me? Yes, if you are growing, it is grace. If you are evolving, it is grace. Yes, if you are gaining discipline, it is grace. Yes, if you are growing in self-control, it is grace. And listen to me. Look at me. You are growing.
2: You are.
1: You are growing. You are. You are, you are lying less you're messing up less yes, you're developing more self-control yes, you're, you're quitting on the smoking your appetite for it is dying masturbation yes, is fading away you're growing yes, and that's what the Lord promised the path of the justice is a light that shines brighter and brighter yes. until the perfect day you're growing yes. why? grace is working yes, and grace is working what the law could not do in that it was weak
2: in the flesh.
1: Somebody celebrate the grace of God in here
0: Well, that's it for today's teaching. We trust it has been worth your time. For more of these messages from our stables, kindly subscribe to our teaching podcast at www.thebassiliacommission.podbean.com or via the Podbean app on your mobile device. For inquiries and further information, kindly send us an email to info at or find us on social media with the handles at the truth thetruthsimplyput or at the church. You can also send us an SMS, call us, or connect with us via WhatsApp on 234 70 8864 Finally, if you would like to give to support the work that we do, kindly follow the Patreon link in our podcast or contact our office for details. Thank you.